Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that we meditate upon this evening is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 37 to 46. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Stay here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup cannot pass from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Can you not watch and pray with me for one hour? The answer is no. We can't, can we? The answer for Peter was no. The answer for us is no as well. We have trouble watching and praying with Jesus for five minutes, much less for one hour. I remember in seminary they told us the Martin Luther's advice to, to pastors. Stand up, speak out, sit down. And the point of the third one was that when you said what needs to be said, sit down. Don't continue going on and on just to fill the time, just to make the sermon longer. Keep the sermon short. You guys probably agree with that, right? Keep the sermon short. Sounds like a good thing. But remember that when Luther said keep the sermon short, he meant keep it to an hour. If, it, if we go 20 minutes, that, can, that seems like a long sermon, I know. We have trouble uh, listening to a sermon for, for 12 minutes, much less praying with Jesus for a whole hour. I'm not just criticizing you guys either. I sometimes have trouble listening to a sermon for, for 20 minutes if, if I'm down there. It's one of the perks of being a pastor. It's easier to listen when you're the one, one talking than when you're the one sitting. But we have trouble paying attention for 20 minutes, much less for a whole hour. And so we have to answer Jesus' question tonight. We have to answer, no, I can't. We can't watch and pray for one hour. And yet Jesus reminds us in our text just how important it is that we do, doesn't he? He says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. It's vitally important that we watch and pray so that we don't fall into temptation, so that we don't make the mistake that Judas made. And betray Jesus for 20 pieces of silver so that we don't make the mistake that Cain made. And get, let our anger lead us to do something very, very wrong, very, very bad. 
Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Waiting and watching sometimes feels like a waste of time to us. In fact, that's often what we tell other people when we have to wait for them, right? You're wasting my time. Think of all I could have been doing. We have to wait longer than 30 seconds. Oh, think of all I could have been doing with that time instead of, instead of waiting for you. Waiting and watching often seems like a waste of time, but sometimes, sometimes it's the most important thing we can do. Monday night, <clears throat> Kaylee was taken in the ambulance to the hospital up in Berlin, and, and I went along in the ambulance, rode along. Guess what my job was in the ambulance? To sit and say nothing, right? It was important for me to be there. It was important for Kaylee uh, to see me. It helped her out. It was important for my wife to know I was with Kaylee. It was important for me to be there in case the EMTs had any questions, which they did. You know, is she allergic to anything? Where's the best place to get the IV in? It was important for me to be there, but it was also important that I sit silently, that I don't interfere, that I don't distract them. I, was, I had to tell myself that a few times. Let them do their job. Don't, I, don't question them. Let them concentrate, right? Waiting and watching was the most important thing I could do. Waiting and watching often feels like we're doing nothing, but sometimes it's the most important job we have, and that's what Jesus is telling us here. Could you not watch and pray for one hour lest you enter into temptation? Do not be deceived. Satan is waiting for you to put your guard down. Satan is waiting for you to stop watching so that he can attack, so that he can lead you into temptation. We often think prayer is a waste of time too, don't we? We, often, we? we probably don't admit it to ourselves. We probably don't say it out loud. But in our hearts, we often think, oh, this isn't the most important thing I have to do. Jesus tells us clearly it is one of the most important things we have to do, to wait and watch and pray with him. Wait with him in his word, in the sacraments. Pray with him lest we be led into temptation, lest we fall into sin. When Jesus comes back, he finds them all asleep, all three of them. And yet, what does he say in our text? He says, Peter. He said to Peter, could you not wait and watch with me for one hour? What about James and John? If you're James and John, you probably felt like you got, got off the hook there, right? Oh, good, he's, he's upset with Peter. He didn't notice us, maybe. Why specifically Peter? Well, because just a few verses earlier, Peter is the one who said, even if all these others stumble, I will not. Right? Peter had just told Jesus, I'm going to stand with you even unto death. No matter what happens, no matter how long it takes, no matter what the danger is, I'm going to stand with you, Lord. Jesus comes back and says, you, you couldn't even stand with me for one hour prayer. We haven't even gotten to the difficult part yet. We haven't even gotten to the betrayal and the crucifixion. 
It wasn't your whole life. It was one hour. Could you, could you not watch with me? Could you not stand by my side for, for one hour of prayer? This incident with Peter kind of reminds me of my uh, speeding question. So a man is going down a road, speed limit 60 miles per hour. He's going down the road 75 miles per hour, 15 miles over, right? The cop pulls him over. What's the first thing the cop says? He says, do you know how fast you were going, right? I know that from, from TV. It, I've never been pulled over, right? Not, not personal experience. Anyway, the cop, they always say that. Do you know how fast you were going? Well, I've always kind of wondered, like, who's better? The man who purposely is going over the speed limit, he knows he's going 15 miles over the speed limit, he doesn't care, in which case he's purposely breaking the speed limit, right? Or the man who doesn't realize it's an accident, but, but then that implies that he's not in control, he's not aware He's driving 75 miles per hour down the road without being aware or in control. Well, which is worse? Well, the answer is they're both breaking the law. They're both putting other people in danger, right? It's not one is better than the other. And yet, if we're in that situation, we're always going to tell ourselves, well, <clears throat> at least, you know, I, I did it for a reason. At least I was in control. Or, oh, at least it was an accident. We're always going to tell ourselves, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, I'm better than that other person. Well, what's better here? The, the man who, in self-assured arrogance like Peter, stands up and says, oh, I, I will never, I will never betray you, Lord. I'm going to stand with you to the end and then can't even pray for one hour. Or the man who knows, eh, there's no way I'd be able to do that. I'm not even going to try. Right? The prideful, arrogant Peter or the, the lazy John? The answer is they're both sinners. And we're always one or the other. We sometimes switch back and forth from, uh, from that arrogance that, oh, I'm going to stand with Jesus to that Laziness of, ah, I can never do it, why even bother? But both attitudes are sinful. When Jesus says, Peter, can't you watch with me for one hour? It's not a demand that we must pray for one hour, is it? It's a call. It's a call to recognize our weakness. It's a call to Peter to recognize the weakness that he cannot, on his own strength, do what he just said. He cannot stand by his strength with Jesus to the end. It's a call to us to recognize our weakness, to turn in repentance, and not rely on our own strength, but rely on Jesus. When Jesus finds the man asleep for the second time, he doesn't wake them up again, does he? He leaves them and he goes back and he prays for them. Rather than waking them up and demanding that they learn how to pray for an hour, Jesus stands watch for them. The Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke don't tell us that much about what Jesus prayed that much. They, they mention his sorrow, his suffering, uh, but John, the Gospel of John, tells us quite a bit more about what Jesus prayed that night. John 17, verse 9, I pray for them, 
Jesus said to the Father. John 17, 14. I have given them your word. John 17, 17. Sanctify them by your truth. John 17, 20 to 21. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Binding them asleep, a second time Jesus returns and prays for them and for us because he knows both the importance of watching but also our weakness. When the soldiers came to take Jesus away, he said to his disciples, it is enough. What was enough? Not their prayer. That didn't last five minutes. But his prayer, his prayer for us, for them. His watching. Sometimes the most important thing you can do is to watch and wait. Jesus promises to watch and wait for us so that we might stand by his strength and be forgiven by his blood. Amen.